How about that intro? That was <laughs> that was Bob's pick, and it sounded great. Uh, thank you all. <laughs> thank you all for joining episode seven, I believe, uh, of Nailed Across it. the Middle. Uh, Bob, welcome again. Thank you for having me, Hoof. This is a real treat. Another Sunday pod. Another Sunday. We did it during the day this time. And uh, Steve, welcome back. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to make it, but uh, quite a surprise to be here. How fast were you going on the highway to get here? Uh, it wasn't the highway. It's State Road 415, but I was doing a comfortable 65. Yeah. Well, we are doing the AFC North this week. And Bob, I believe you're a Browns fan, so we're going to be hitting the Browns in a little bit, but figured we start with the Pittsburgh Steelers as they won the division last year. So, so like we talked about, we're actually going to start with the trade that just happened before we get into the AFC North. <laughs> of course, there was a trade. Please hold. All right, here's the trade. Miami receives the number six pick and number one, five, six from the Eagles. A future first and a third from the 49ers. And then another future first from the 49ers. Quite the haul. 49ers receive the third overall pick from the Dolphins. And the Eagles receive the 12th pick from the 49ers. And pick one, two, three. I believe that's a fourth, third round. And then a 2022 first. Uh, Steve, who won the trade? In that, oh, the Dolphins. I love what they're doing. <laughs> there it is. There it you is. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but it, I will say it is just for you new listeners, if you go back to the NFC East podcast, me and Bob were both saying that Philly should trade back. And I think Philly, I think Philly won on the deal too. It's just, I think everybody won because they all have different agendas. Yeah, that's fair. Everybody is uh, a winner. Uh, it was impressive that you all called that. And then within a week, they did it. So it shows that people are listening, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, if, if they're still out there listening, there's going to be a ton more trading back because that's really all we ask teams to do is just trade back. Trade back? Yeah. Trade, trade back. If you're in your spot, you're doing it wrong. Bob, yeah. who won the trade? Uh, the 49ers. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I knew yeah, that the we 49ers won the trade because the most important position is the quarterback. They didn't have confidence in theirs, and they traded up to a spot where they think they're going to get a quarterback of the future. And if they're right, they won the trade hands down. Couldn't agree more. Number three pick, likely taking Justin Fields. Just an incredible player going to an incredible team. And uh, I think they might be my one of my new favorite teams because I'm all for the 49ers drafting Justin Fields uh, if the Jets are stupid enough to take Zach Wilson, which I think that the Jets personally should take Justin Fields. But regardless, I think uh, the 49ers won the, the trade. Who starts for the 49ers week one? Uh, let's see who they draft first. Yeah. That's, I think... where I, that's where I'm torn because they've already came out and Shanahan's already came out and said, we'd love to get somebody that can sit a year behind uh, Jimmy G. Now, of course, things happen, camp, change, you know, anything be possible between the draft and week one. But that's why I don't think the 49ers do. Maybe they see somebody they like, but they do have Jimmy G still. And 
Yeah, but he could be traded too. That's that's where I was going to go with that. He could be traded as soon as the uh, draft's over to a team that you know. I, I would even know who wants Jimmy G. He's been hurt too much. I would say the fact that they traded up to three speaks more about how they feel about Jimmy G than what they're actually saying in a press conference. I, I would take all that as just smokescreen. They're saying what they need to say. They traded up to three. That ought to let you know how they feel about it. So the final trade is what, three first and a third for the third overall pick? Yep. I mean, that's essentially what um, – that the Rams gave up to get Stafford in a nutshell. Yeah, but they also gave up a quarterback who was worth something too, right? Or they acquired she, one. Yeah, they. I mean, they acquired Stafford. The Rams did. Yeah. And then they got rid of Goff, who's comparable to Garoppolo. But regardless, we talk about the AFC North. Wait, wait, wait. One, one more. One more. Okay, okay. So, so Steve thinks everyone's a winner. Hoover, do you think – everyone's a winner no no i don't i think the eagles lost out if i had to rank it i'd say 49ers one miami second then the eagles i would say miami potentially could be the loser and then that's a very unpopular unpopular opinion but if tua doesn't end up being the quarterback of the future and the person who gets drafted at three ends up being it then miami lost yeah. Oh, yeah. If two is not the guy. Because I think Miami needs a quarterback, and they just traded out of a quarterback. But look how many picks they got out of it. I, you're right. Now, and that could end up that, becoming a quarterback. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That could be – now they could trade for, like, at Watson and still have a lot of first-round picks and not be giving up their future on a guy that, you know, could come down and not work out. Yeah. I, I just think they were a – Oh, they were really close to being a playoff team already. I don't know if they're one of the franchises where I'd say they need more picks because their roster's terrible. I actually think their roster's okay. They just were a quarterback away from making the playoffs and probably a quarterback and then a couple more pieces from actually threatening a Super Bowl win. Yeah. But maybe Tua develops and it's a they win big time. I could be wrong. I don't see it. I don't see Tua developing. Let's go to the AFC North. Where are we? Is it nighttime? <laughs> um, okay, so the Steelers, 2019. We're going to go over their long and short. Uh, offense, they finished 31st, and their defense was outstanding. They finished third, and they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. And I recall them being, like, really, really bad and then trading for Mika Fitzpatrick and just completely turning it around because Big Ben was hurt. And then their defense was just phenomenal the rest of the way. In 2020, they finished 22nd on offense with, a, I believe, a full season of Big Ben. And they finished first on defense, which is surprising because they lost Devin Bush. And I personally didn't feel like they were one of a, a top 10 defense. It seemed more like they were playing some bad opponents. And... Then in the draft, 2019, they drafted Devin Bush in the first round and Benny Snell in the fourth. And that's about all I could find on their draft in 2019. In 2020, they drafted Chase Claypool in the second, Alex Highsmith, Anthony McFarlane, and then Kevin Dotson in the third and fourth round. The burning question today for the Steelers is, are we sure they wanted Big Ben to return this season? Bob, what's your thoughts? 
Um, I don't think they wanted Big Ben to play for another organization because they're one of those organizations that like having their guys stay their guys and just you always think of them with their uniform on. So I don't think they wanted him to ride off into the sunset with a different team, but I don't think they believe with him under center that they're actually a Super Bowl caliber team. Now they may have last year because their record was telling them that, but the eye test tells me they're not actually that good. Steve? I think they want a big Ben back. I think he's got one to two years left with the way the league's going. He still threw for 33 touchdowns last year, 10 interceptions, QB rating of 94. You know what you have with him. They got good receivers. Um, they still – they rest, their running game was terrible last year, so I think a lot of teams were just playing soft on them and, you know – I think I think Big Ben gives them the best chance to win this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they take a quarterback in the third or fourth round late and maybe just put him behind Ben, let him develop and see what they have going in the next year. Yeah, I think that both you both of you are correct in, in a way that I think it probably gives them the best chance to win this year. Um, but I also think that, as Bob mentioned, the Steelers are an organization who brings their guys back. We've seen that for the last decade with Mike Tomlin and I mean uh, I think last year was fool's gold personally they were undefeated for the majority of the season and they went on a losing streak before the playoffs and I don't see them as a a top four team in the AFC this year but uh, we'll get into who we think is going to win the division in a minute and their uh, cap situation wasn't great going into the offseason right Bob um no, it wasn't. Uh, they were heading into it with, you know, somewhere around the 20th most cap space. They were in negative cap around, you know, floating somewhere between negative eight and negative 10 million at times. Mm-hmm. And so they really didn't have a lot of money to play with. Uh, ben Roethlisberger ended up restructuring his contract and saving them a bunch of money, but they had to let most of their guys walk in free agency. So I, I actually think the roster is going to be worse um, and I don't see Big Ben getting better over mm-hmm. the next couple of years. And he was already the 25th best quarterback last year in terms of PFF rating. So I, I don't know. I, I think they're, they're probably going to be four to five wins worse next year. I agree. Yeah, they lost Bud Dupree to the Titans, Mike Hilton to the Bengals. And in the most, one of the most surprising contracts of the, offseason for me they brought back juju on a one-year eight million dollar contract steve what are your thoughts on that contract one year eight million i i like it for pittsburgh i like it for juju he's a good player um he's a kind of a little bit of a face of the franchise right now for you in terms of like youth and everything he still had nine he had nine touchdowns 831 yards uh 97 receptions so he's they kind of threw a lot more to him under, you know, five yards last year and let him make a play. But for one year, $8 million, I like it. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, he could have gone to the, the Ravens. He could have gone to a few other teams. And he stayed home on a slight discount to stay with the Steelers. And um, I think it's a good move for him. It's amazing to me how well this team is at drafting receivers and just developing these guys. I don't know what they're doing or who they're – what their scouting department does, but they do an incredible job. And they got Chase Claypool in the second round last year who really showed up 
Uh, I thought he I, personally, I thought he was going to be horrible uh, for them, but he ended up being way better than I expected. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's the receivers that they're scouting are good? Do you think they're just getting lucky or do you think big Ben has a big part to do with that? I believe that they just are really good at scouting wide receivers because the receivers go to other teams and they're still good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're good at scouting and maybe a little bit of developing too. Uh, I don't know. They should just continue drafting receivers and then trading them like on their final year of the contract and then cycle through the same thing because they're, they're so good at it. Uh, in the fourth round last year, they drafted Anthony McFarland, who's more of a third down back. And I think a priority this year in the draft is going to be addressing the running back and potentially getting younger at the offensive line. Uh, Bob, what do you think are some of their needs going into this draft? Um, well, I don't believe in ben, Big Ben, so I'd say quarterback's the biggie. Figure out who your quarterback is going forward. Um, their running game wasn't good. They're losing – they lost uh, their Hall of Fame center, probably going to re- – or he just retired. Uh, they're losing their left tackle. Uh, so O-line's probably going to be a need. They weren't able to run the ball last year, so it was probably a need even if they came back. Um, they defensively are pretty strong. Their D-line's good. They're losing Bud Dupree, so they probably want to find somebody uh, on the edge – probably edge o-line and quarterback would be my top three yeah yeah i agree uh they need to address the edge i i feel like in years past when they've been a top team they've had a really good edge rusher but they have tj watt like someone to go alongside with him is is ideal um i I like how this defense is built personally good edge rusher a good linebacker and devin bush and then good secondary could add, add a few pieces there um, the offense just feels like it's it's getting older and they need to uh, address some needs to your point. Any any other thoughts on the Steelers? This is kind of a team where we've seen consistency year over year and there's not much new to discuss other than um, we kind of think they're going to take a slight step back from last year. I think going into 2021, they're going to want to kind of go back to more Steeler football. And when you think of Steeler football, it's great defense and, you know, running the ball. And they used to, you know, they had Willie Parker, the bus, uh, Le'Veon Bell. And I think they're going to, I think if they keep Snell and they don't really address, Snell was great in Kentucky. And I think if they keep him, get the O-line fresh and get, get maybe an edge rusher, I think because of Ben aging, they, they're going to want to run it more this year. So Are I think that was. predicting Najee Harris? No, I, I, I want to, I, I, we already had him. I have him going to, um, what was it? Atlanta. We already have him. Yeah. I've already talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did the Eagles just do No, but, uh, <laughs> Bring back Johnny Manziel. <laughs> uh, we got some power here, but no, I think I think they're going to run the ball next year. I think James Conner getting hurt and the inconsistency in the backfield, plus with uh, Claypool coming on and just the way games have been going, um, they're going to want to run the ball better next year and losing Pouncey is huge on that, so they'll probably address the offensive line. But they're in that last, what, eight picks in the first round. So yeah, many trades. The tra- 24th pick. 
so many trade-ups and all that stuff happened before that. I think they're just going to take the best available player for their need when they get to it. It's hard to really mock draft their first round. Yeah. Agreed. Bob, any last-minute thoughts on the, the boring Steelers? Nope. No last-minute thoughts. Thoughts. So. Ready Let's to go on. on to the Ravens. The Ravens. 2019, they finished first on offense and fifth on defense. A, sh- a shocking year, truthfully. Finished 14-2. and two. Oh, my God. 2020, they finished 11th on offense, 9th on defense, and finished 11-5. and five. Their draft has been a little shaky. In the first round of 2019, Marquise Brown, Jalen Ferguson, outside linebacker, edge rusher, Miles Boykin, receiver out of Notre Dame, Justice Hill. And then in 2020, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, uh, defensive tackle at AM, who personally I can't pronounce. Uh, <laughs> Devin Duvernay, Malik Harrison, Fantastic and Tyree call. Phillips. The burning question we have a couple, uh, but the burning question for the Ravens are teams catching up on the Ravens? We saw them go from first on offense in 2019 to 11th. Bob, are, are teams catching up on the Ravens? Um, I we just don't say think Ravens they're... offense, right? Yeah, Ravens offense. Yeah. yeah. Who wrote that, by the way? Steve? Is that you? No. Come on, Steve. <laughs> Get together. Uh, well, we'll find somebody else next uh, next week. Um, I, I don't I'm think... busy anyway. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if they're catching up on Lamar. I still think he's maybe the best athlete in the NFL. He's ridiculous to watch. Um, yeah. But it, it seems like their O-line got worse, and so their running game got worse, and they just didn't have another way to beat teams. Like, they were kind of a little bit of a one-trick pony, maybe a two-trick pony, because he does love throwing to his tight ends, but he didn't have as many tight ends last year either. So I I think, I don't know. I think, I don't know if they're catching up on it, because I still think it's as tough to stop as ever. I just think they weren't as good at what they do best this year. Yeah. Steve, what's your thoughts? A lot of the AFC North last year kind of got exposed. A lot of them played the, well, not a lot of them. They all played the NFC East. I'm pretty sure they swept all of us except for Washington beating um, Pittsburgh. And that kind of spiraled them out of control downwards. But I think a lot of people, I think if you watch the Buffalo Ravens playoff game, that was a hard game to watch Lamar Jackson. Like he looked terrible. They couldn't move the ball. He ends up leaving with an injury. His throwing looked terrible. He was missing guys that were wide open. And the backup came in, and I don't even know his name, but there, it was kind of like a little bit of life at the end of the game, but they were kind of desperate at that point. But the running quarterbacks, everyone kind of figures them out year two. That's why he took a step back. And I think their schedule being as weak as it was last year, getting in the playoffs, they ran in the Buffalo. Buffalo has a good defense. The Ravens have a great defense, but I really think it exposed Lamar there. Yeah, I do, I do too. I think teams are catching up on the Ravens. This feels so much to me like Colin Kaepernick and uh, Kaepernick. And I, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Lamar. I, I remember when the Patriots were deciding if they want to draft him or not, and uh, I wanted him. But now I'm kind of glad that we they didn't they don't have him because uh, I do think teams are catching up, and he's in the final year of his rookie contract, so he could potentially reset the market, right, Bob? He could. I mean, it's possible, but let me touch on what you just said. I would, I would okay. actually think 
uh, Lamar would be different if he was drafted by the Patriots. Um, Cause you said he kind of reminds you of Colin Kaepernick and that's mm-hmm. probably because when Colin Kaepernick was uh, with the 49ers, when they were experiencing all of their success and for Lamar, his time in Baltimore, they have the exact same offensive coordinator that yeah, runs the exact same offense. So that's probably why it looks and feels the exact same. And I don't think he does a great job of showing you anything else. What he brings to the table is what he brings to the table. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be different if he was somewhere else. I don't know if it'd be as good in some areas, but you'd probably see different stuff week to week, either improvements or trying new things. So I don't know. That so offense, I- the offense that they have is not meant to play from behind. No. So if they if they get rid of Greg Roman at the end of this season, are you are we thinking their offense is going to look much different the following season? I mean, no, it depends on who they hire. Like if they hire somebody who runs a similar scheme, it won't look that much different. But so it sounds like you think it's more of a Greg Roman problem, not a Lamar Jackson problem. I think he's pretty awesome. I I don't know if he's getting that much better as a passer but i think he's good enough with his current athletics i think as his career goes on if he doesn't develop the passer more and he starts losing that you know that extra step or three steps he has on the competition it could be an issue for him but Mm -hmm. uh, i think right now if you just take how athletic he is he's a freak like he's good enough as a passer with his legs the way they are right now but I don't know if they will be five years from now. I uh, We didn't have a pod last year, but I remember our group chat. I was saying that I think Lamar Jackson has a like a four-year window. And I said this last year. So now we're going up and we have three more years left. I think you both thought I was crazy. And our, our buddy Gaines thought I was incredibly crazy. Am I trending in the right direction? Am I still crazy? I think Gaines was the one who thought you were crazy. I, I would have been more on your side than Gaines' side. Yeah, I think I was also on your side because, I mean, the run. I've always, yeah, I've always said the <laughs> bullshit. Run- Both of no. you are bullshitting me. No, but pull the tape, pull the audio. Um, <laughs> we can we can send a link to this uh, that group chat and we'll post it on our Twitter so everyone can see. <laughs> I'm not a fan the of the millions of listeners. You can yeah. You can, <laughs> know who's actually correct there we'll we'll get to the top five trending on twitter hoover was right <laughs> yeah i actually believe there's a really good chance you have no idea what my opinion is because i don't often respond to your guys's text that's that's fair i thought your silence was an agreeance with games mm, so mm. now that makes sense uh i have another question on lamar kyler Murray. gosh <laughs> kyler murray excuse me or lamar jackson Steve, Steve, you go first because Bob did the last one. Hold on. I actually have the text, so let Bob talk oh, first. God. Oh, God. Okay, man. Bob. Um, who would I want more? Yeah. Uh, um, for a one year or going forward, like for 10 years. Does it change that much for you? I think so. So you would have Lamar Jackson next year, but you would have Kyler Murray in the future. If it was just one year, I would take Lamar. Oh, wow. And and I don't know for sure who I'd take one way or the other if it was like, you know, next 10 to 15 years. Because I do think, I think, I think Lamar's shown you more so far. Like you've already seen it a little bit from him. So you don't have to guess where Kyler's still kind of like 
I don't know. There are times where he looks great. And then times where I'm like, he looks like he's still a rookie. Yeah. Um, but I think he could be better. I bet if you second. switch switch teams, you would be thinking Kyler's incredible. Uh, I you love the so? Ravens roster. I think their roster on offense, defense is incredible. And um, I think I think the Cardinals off, offense and defense has ways to go. There's probably something to that. I don't I don't know. Including if, like, coaching. The offensive system probably sways my opinion a lot too because they're very, very different. But their skill sets as a quarterback is – not all that different. I think Kyler's a better thrower, but uh, I don't know. Okay. It's tough to say. Steve, you still got that text? Yeah, it's mostly between you and Gaines. I'm not going to bore everybody with it, but you could, let no, go ahead it. and bore them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, yeah, we got time. No, it just kind of goes through you and Gaines are just talking about uh, quarterbacks and the value and everything. And I, Bob's not in it, and I chime in. And about three texts later, I'm mentioning Jay Sternberger. <laughs> Yeah, so, you can see how the conversation went, but now so I'm both, with you. both of your silences are in agreement with gains. So I'm yeah. right. You three are wrong. <laughs> All right. That's fine. But uh, you're you take that however you want to take it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's you two arguing and then me chiming in with something Texas A&M and then Bob. Comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Bob but, comes in on the top ropes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, it, the conversation leads to Trevor Lawrence and all that stuff. Then I chime in because we all know. Uh, I. Yeah. So you can see where the combo went, but yes. back to, back to the Lamar thing. I think, I think the league's catching up with him. They're getting film on him. Even going back, you say Colin Kaepernick. It makes me think of Robert Griffin, like his first year, how great he was. And then the next year he was just getting beat up and beat up. Quarterbacks are way more protected now, obviously, but I think I've, I would not want to sign. I would not want to be a Ravens fan, knowing that you're going to have to either make a decision to move on or sign Lamar to a massive deal next year. Yeah, tough situation. I'm not. I, I can't imagine them let, letting him walk or trading him. So I think they're going to re-sign him. Yeah, I but think he's going to get a big old paycheck. Same. I want to talk about the receivers for a little bit uh, because. I can't think of a team that has thrown more at the receiving core in terms of their assets than this team. So in 2019, they drafted two receivers, Marquise Brown in the first, and then Miles Boykin, who I mentioned in the third. In 2020, they drafted Devin DuVernay in the third. So three receivers in the top three rounds the last two years. And then Sammy Watkins, they signed for a one-year $5 million contract. Talk about an opposite problem of the Steelers. This team keeps throwing assets and can't hit on anybody, which I think is more Lamar issue than a receiving issue. Um, but what do you guys think of the receiving core? You, you, you still think this is a, a priority this offseason? Go ahead, Steve. Well, you know it's bad when they're making calls to Des Bryant, like, hey, can you still can you still play? Come on out. <laughs> Poor Des, he keeps on doing these Instagram highlight videos, and people go, "Des still got it," and I'm like, "He's running <laughs> out against like his brother." Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think they're trying. It's kind of like Detroit back in the day. They're trying. Take- <laughs> <laughs> hey, good job, Ravens. You're trying. Uh, this, hey. isn't, this isn't the rec league. Yeah, but. I will say this for where they lack on receivers, they make up in tight ends. Mark Andrews is good. And they had Hayden Hurst and I know they let him walk, but, uh, or they, they sent him. To, yeah. They traded him down to Atlanta, but. And Nick Boyle. Yeah. But 
and, and Willie Sneed's on like his eighth team. So I think they're doing a, I mean, no, I don't think they're doing a good job. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. Bob? Um, as far as wide receivers go, I, I think you just keep swinging the bat and hope you hits on, hit on someone. Um, I don't love their receiving core, but I'm kind of, I'd say I'm on the fence with you who um, I, th- I think it has more to do with Lamar. Like if that was Tom Brady behind center, you'd say, yeah, these people are the steals of every fantasy football year. You're like, I, you got to take them. They're yeah. going to get receptions, especially if there was a white guy who played the slot in that scenario. <laughs> they drafted uh, Andy Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yes. Um, but I, I think they're just keep swinging the bat, you know, keep trying. Hey, just keep trying. Yeah. Looking at uh, uh, looking at Brown, he had 58 receptions last year. How many targets do you think he had? Uh, 80, 90, 80? 100. Oh, God. Yeah, you don't What's want that. Ad? Do you have uh, the average depth of target? I don't have that, but he his average reception was 13, about 13 and a half. And he, he had only had 769 yards, and he has a long of 70, so almost, you know, a tenth of his yards came on one play. Probably against the Browns. Uh, I want to talk about really quickly Patrick Queen and J.K. Dobbins because I actually loved their draft last year. I'm a huge fan of Patrick Queen, and I thought J.K. Dobbins was the best running back in last year's draft, which I think probably seems like a bad take now, but give it time because I think after this season people might agree a little bit more with me. Uh, what do you think of these two players uh, going into this next season, Steve? Or Bob? I'll let Steve answer the J.K. Dobbins because I'm going to have some severe bias there. Well, But uh, as far as the Patrick you, Queen goes. Uh-huh. I was going to say, I mean, you have a good track record of Ohio State running backs. And I'd be interested to see where he compares in that, that chain of running backs. All right. I'll, t- I'll touch on it after Steve then. Okay. Um, as far as Patrick Queen goes, though, I, I liked him coming out of LSU. You know, that team was awesome. They were so fun to watch yeah. winning the national championship. And hit, he showed up on some of the biggest stages those last two games, and he was just hitting people. He was a hammer. He was fast. He was all over the place. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't do that in the NFL. I, I think he had flashes, no. but he was not great. Uh, PFF. Uh, you have to play a certain number of snaps to get rated at your position. Mm-hmm. Linebacker, where Patrick Queen plays, 83 people got rated. Where was Patrick Queen? Uh, I know. I, I know. Steve, you go, because last time I guessed and I knew the answer, but I was also wrong. But <laughs> He was like 84, wasn't he? Well, there's 83. 84 out of 83. <laughs> Nine out of six people have trouble with fractions. <laughs> He was he was in the 80s, I recall. Yes, he was 82nd. So, yeah. yes. Those second, guys don't know anything. I mean, he was all over the place. Those yeah. nerds they never <laughs> even played football. Well, <laughs> neither did I. So, I feel among them. Listen, uh, he's a good I, fantasy linebacker. He gets a ton of tackles. I'm all in on Patrick Queen. Yeah, he should be better in coverage, and he should be better at you know, just playing sideline to sideline, but yeah, the way he played last year, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, the COVID season 
and rookies coming in and essentially having no off season to learn like this, the speed of the game is so different that I think this next year will be more telling if he's still this bad at the areas where he should excel, then I'd, I'd be concerned, but yeah, I, I had high hopes. I, I know when the Ravens drafted them and I'm a Browns fan, I was like, Oh shit. So yeah, that was, that was one. Of uh, those. I would have loved Patrick queen to go to, to Dallas last year over CD lamb. And I know you're going to go, Oh, crazy. Uh, crazy. I think I, crazy. I think so crazy. Um, I'm, oh I'm, God. Look at me. What a, <laughs> Uh, I think Patrick Queen struggled just like you said, the COVID. He's only 21 years old. I mean, he's going into a league with grown ass men in a hard division. I think he improves greatly over next year and even the following year. And I see him signing a second contract with this team. I love him. I thought he was great. I watched him, obviously, SEC, LSU, always caused problems for AM, always played well against Bama. You know, he has that uh, experience. Came in the league with the experience of tackling big backs, dealing with running games, dropping in the coverage. You know, a lot of stuff the SEC does is kind of what the AFC North does. I like Patrick Queen. I think give him a year. He, he had over 100 tackles. I don't think he was like the number one target on that defense. He's athletic. He had a touchdown. He can drop in the coverage. He's going to learn the game. He's young. He's very young. He'll be 22 in August. So he'll be going into his sophomore year in the league younger than some of these people coming out of college this year. So he's got time. And then moving on to J.K. Dobbins, they had Mark Ingram. Lamar Jackson runs the ball a lot. I just don't think it's an offense for an Ohio State running back. Oh, interesting. What? I think that's a perfect offense for him. I, I think so, too. So think, you're out on J.K. I'm not out. I think Are you just great. J.K.ing us? No, <laughs> J.K. <laughs> but J.K. Just... I just think Lamar's going to get – Lamar's going to run the ball a lot. I, I think J.K. Dobbins could go to an offense, say, say uh, Atlanta. If he got traded down to Atlanta or, you know, a Tennessee, I think he's going to be the best having the ball handed off to him 25, 30 times a game. I loved him in college. I think he's great. But Lamar's going to get a lot of those carries, and the offense is going to be revolved around a lot of Lamar rolling out, run pass options, run uh, read options. I think J.K. Dobbins is – an NFL back and I think he's best if he had someone even like an Andy Dalton at quarterback someone they're like yeah well Andy's not going to run it so hand it off to uh you know JK and just have him run between the tackles yeah I want to give you my quick take and then Bob I want to hear from you uh I think JK Dobbins was the best back in last year's draft class and I I'm standing by that I think we're we're going to see that this offseason or this season so Bob your take on JK Dobbins as an Ohio State fan as an Ohio State fan I loved jk he yeah. was he was probably i think i even told you when you were trying to scout some of the running backs to me he was like ezekiel elliott light mm-hmm. he's a little smaller mm-hmm. not quite as fat as zeke is right now uh and he buff. wasn't as good in college as zeke was but i loved him he played he played so hard when he came in as a freshman, he was just that little guy that you thought would, eh, he could be a third down guy, maybe, maybe. And he did a lot of jitter. He was a little bit of a jitter bug, but man, he, he hit the weight room. He, he falls forward now, like for yeah. his size, yeah. he, he runs hard. I like him a lot and I would uh, go against what Steve said and say, anytime your quarterback is a running back, like Lamar is, it's going to make it your job as a running back. So easy. Like you could yeah. almost run the ball half the time and get just as many yards because 
they don't know where the hell the ball is. Mm-hmm. You do a read option. The defense is looking at both players instead of one. Yeah. So. Has a NFL team ever had a thousand yard rushing quarterback and a thousand yard running receiver? I mean, running back though. Does oh, it I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't. My answer is no. I, mean, I doubt it, but you could probably just cut the list of even options real, real small. How many a thousand yard rushing quarterbacks has there been? Okay. You know, those teams, how many of them had a rusher that was somebody other than the quarterback? Fair. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I think he has more potential somewhere else. I mean, how many times how many times has a team had two one thousand yard rushers? That's not very big either. So now you're making one of them the quarterback. Of course that's gonna be a small that's fair, but what I'm saying zero. is who's going to have more rushing yards, Lamar Jackson or J.K. Dobbins moving forward? It doesn't matter as long as they're getting rushing yards. All right, that's fair. Okay. One quick <laughs> thing before we before we jump off the Ravens, and I'll open up for you guys if you have any last-minute thoughts. But I, I, I've been thinking this team is really, really good at building edge rushers, and they have Jalen Ferguson coming, who's going to start this year for them, and Malik Harrison as well. They lost um, – Pernell McPhee, I believe. They uh, resigned Matt, him. They resigned him. Okay, so that's what yellow means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is my sloppiest sheet. Jeez, uh, Google so sheet. It's making me look bad. Matt Judon, he's gone. And Ningatu? Ningakwe. Yannick Ningakwe. God, yeah. the close. worst. <laughs> so close. Oh, so close. He's gone. And then they, um, I th- Preston Smith. Uh, who was a player with them, and now we played for the Packers, right? Yeah, but there's a good chance. He hasn't got cut yet. I'm really actually surprised by that, right? Well, my my point is, and this is a horrible point, or at least confusing point, is they're really good at developing edge rushers. And similar to the way that the Steelers are developing receivers, I think this team's strength is developing these edge rushers. And I think uh, we could see a little bit of Jalen Ferguson and Malik Harrison this year. I actually think it probably, yes, you, you have to have some skills to develop people. I'm not saying they don't, they can't do it at all, but, but I actually think they just do a really good job of evaluating traits and then their scheme just works. Like Mm. they blitz them and the Steelers actually blitzed more than anyone else in the NFL last year. And it was, I don't think it was even close. Like, I think they were both over like 50% of snaps. They are blitzing. That's outrageous. So I think when you don't know where it's coming from and the guys that, you know, when they are blitzing, they are traits guys that mean, meaning they're either super strong, super fast, super agile, or all of the above. Like, yeah, it's easy when the offensive line is a step behind because they don't know where the rush is coming from. And those guys are a step ahead because they're just freaks. So it's more of a scheme thing to me, these guys. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I think if you pay for any of these edge rushers, you're full. And uh, that's just my take. Any last minute thoughts on the Ravens? Um, can we talk about uh, Orlando Brown and him wanting to go to left tackle or get traded? Sure. Okay. They have, they have Ryan Staley, <laughs> Stanley, who's their left tackle, right? Or right? Correct. Yeah, he's their okay. left tackle currently. What a good situation for a team to have too many good tackles. What is going on? <laughs> Steve, what do you think about the uh, Orlando Brown situation as uh, Hoover's dealing with the dog situation? I was trying to uh, find an audio clip there. 
All right. So I'll go ahead and tell you how I feel about the Orlando Brown Jr. situation. I think that Orlando Brown is in a situation with the Ravens because of how often they run and what he excels at is run blocking. He's not exactly the fleetest of foot guy. He's a big power guy who wants to be on a team that runs the ball a lot. And because he's not that fleet of footed, he doesn't really love speed rushers. That's what beats him. But because Lamar Jackson is behind center and you can't really speed rush a guy because if you do, you're leaving your contain wide open and Lamar is going to run for 25 every time. Right. So essentially the only way the guy can get beat on this team is by a bull rush. And that's the one thing he excels at. So I think unless he goes to a situation, maybe like Carolina, excuse me, not Carolina, the Cardinals where you have a similar quarterback under center that you also can't just speed rush. Like he's going to look a lot worse. So I think he is an idiot for wanting to leave the situation he's in because yeah. all well, of do you the think the Ravens, Ravens will pay him? Yes. I think he was a steal. <laughs> for what, Well, he's drafted in the third round. He's out of Oklahoma. How's that sound clip coming? Yeah, what are you? What are you looking up? <laughs> you guys just kept. You guys can we get, kept, can we get Jordan yeah. Lustick on the horn? <laughs> yeah. You guys kept saying the word schemers, and all I could think about is the Joker when he goes, "They're schemers." <laughs> that ha- that had value. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was trying to find it because I'm like, I don't do a good Joker impersonation, but uh, I like Orlando Brown. Um, <laughs> I think he, like I said, he's a big dude. He was someone I thought maybe Dallas was going to take in the second or third last year as a, uh, you know, back, backside to Tyrone Smith and start rebuilding the offensive line. But, I mean, he's going to play where he's going to play. I, I, I like him, and I think he does sign a second contract with the team. I think he gets paid well, but I don't think he's going to get paid a massive contract. Yeah, but I agree thing- with Bob. Bob, he makes a good, good points. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the thing is, he's not going to play where he's going to play. He's saying he wants to get traded. He's being played at right tackle, and he wants to go to left tackle because that's where his dad played. Stupid. So he doesn't want to play where he's going to play. Dude. I think, yeah, he should stay. He should just just shut up and get paid and stay. You you yeah. you look good. Just do do your job. Yeah, I mean, depends on where his motives to me are coming from. If his motives are truly that he wants to, you know, honor his dad, like it's hard to knock a guy for, you know, having some sentimental values. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not great for the team requesting that, but okay whatever if that makes you feel better but but if it's truly because left tackles get paid a little more and he just wants to be you know air quotes the left tackle and not the right tackle because there's a little more uh pixie dust on that side of the line I, mm-hmm. you would i would hate that guy if i was in the locker room like seriously yeah things are good what are you doing yeah am i stupid for not knowing his dad orlando brown who is that yeah, yeah you you are who was i don't it? know if that's why you are but yeah who, oh. He was a, he was in a left tackle, Orlando Brown. I mean, he was before our time, so no, you're not stupid. But he's a left tackle, played okay. in the NFL. Orlando Brown, he, he may, was great. He may be huh? a, yeah, yeah. Steve, give us your best memory. <laughs> <laughs> Start saying Orlando Pace. No, I'm actually looking for a sound clip. <laughs> uh, uh, Orlando Brown, the actor? Yeah. <laughs> Are we good on the Ravens? Are we yeah, move let's, on? let's move on. Loved him, do... in, loved him in major pain. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Cleveland Browns. 
Bob, we're at your team. Right, go, Let me do go a ahead. quick overview, if you don't mind. 2019. I don't, I don't mind. Okay, good, because I'm going to do it anyways. In 2019, they finished 20th on offense and 24th on defense, and they finished 6-10. and 10. That was Freddie Kitchen's year. In 2020, huge step forward, brought over Kevin Stefanski, finished 9th on offense and 25th on defense, and we're 11-5. and five. Uh, Their drafts over the last two years have not been great, which we'll get into in a second. But my burning question for you is if the Browns could trade Mayfield a first for Atlanta's fourth overall pick, would you say yes to that? It depends on who would be there at four. I would say uh, Baker. I think if I took my emotions out of it, Yes, I would do it because you're going to draft a quarterback at four because Baker's gone and you're going to get a rookie quarterback with a complete roster. I, I think Baker's that fringe line where he's around when he's good. He's in like the, maybe the eighth best quarterback. And I know that's kind of surprising because he hasn't always been very good, but he also can be bad where he's like the 20th best quarterback. But I think he, he ended up closer to that. Yeah. Okay. He ended up at the eighth best quarterback last year. So, but the roster flexibility of having a quarterback with a rookie contract that the team around him could be so good. And yeah, you could miss and it could be the decision that gets everyone in the building fired. But if he's just as good as Baker, you're going to have a better roster and your chances of actually winning the Super Bowl are greater. Because I think if you don't trade up and, and, you know, you look at the other end of the coin or the other side of the coin, excuse me, right now where they are, what do you actually think their chances of winning the Super Bowl are? Because in the next 10 years, I'd say not that good. I mean, yeah, they could. They're not as bad as they were the 10 years previously, but they're not favorites by i don't think any of the experts they probably are right around you know eight to ten right where baker's rating is yeah steve what about you if you could trade baker and their first pick in the which is i believe uh the 26th pick so baker and the 26th pick for the fourth overall pick would you do it if you're the browns no <laughs> and I, I like I like that we don't agree on a lot of things because I does I do think that gives value to the, uh, the listening if we're all just in here. Yeah, I agree. Next, of course, yeah. Of course, um, yeah. But I, Baker, I watched that entire playoff game and I thought he played great in it. I know Pittsburgh kind of just shit the bed, but there's a lot of weapons on this team. Baker's in what? This is gonna be his fourth year or third year? I believe third. This no, no, he's this is. That was, or yeah, that was his, he's the same as Lamar. So that was his, yeah, oh, yeah he's right. going, third, into his, going to the fourth. Yeah, going right? into his fourth. You're right. You're right. That was his third. They Can have you repeat good... the question? <laughs> Can you I, use it in the sentence? He's, got, <laughs> he's, he's gotten better every year he's played. That's not I don't, true. I don't think he's digressed. Are you talking in terms of like. Last, uh, last year, he was good, the eighth. The year before that was the worst year of his career. Yeah. And the so, year before that, he was a rookie. He was well, good. The, yeah. the, rookie, the rookie year, they were always playing from behind. He threw the ball a lot. They were always down. Next year, sophomore year, a lot of quarterbacks go through sophomore slumps and transitions. Lamar got worse last year. But he got better this year. Y'all went to the playoffs. You won a playoff game. I thought he played his heart Lamar's out. Lamar's sophomore year, he won the MVP. 
He didn't play his first year. He played the last two games, didn't he? Oh, wow. Great. Baker <laughs> didn't a... play the whole year. But what I'm yeah, saying yeah, is he played, is... he played a lot of the year, though. And they were always down, and he was always throwing the ball, like, you know. They were, there was an Atlanta game, weren't they down like 45 to like zero? And then he ends up throwing for like four touchdowns me, and five. Let me ask yards you this, Steve. Baker Mayfield, what do you think his ceiling is? In what terms? Um, Can okay, you use it in a sentence? <laughs> give me an <laughs> NFL comparison. Has maybe. Baker Mayfield painted his ceiling lately? <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield using an NFL comparison of like uh, where you think that person's career is where, what do you think the best case scenario Baker Mayfield ends up having a career similar to blank Matthew Stafford that that nobody range. won a Super Bowl Carson Palmer I, I'm, I'm not saying uh didn't win a Super Bowl I, I honestly would honestly say I'd have to watch him one more year. He's got one more year. I think you guys got a lot of weapons. I like the Browns. It's not like I'm rooting against, and I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. You guys know that. I am not. I love his I, commercials, but I, yeah, he planted he, the flag on Ohio State's field. So I. Oh, well, I, there it. Okay. There, <laughs> oh, now it comes out. <laughs> no, of course I was rooting against him. I think I, it, we were two and two to start the year last year. And I think I said in the text message, uh, Steve, I know you're good at finding those things, so I'll, I'll put you on it. I said, I would love it if we traded Baker and No, Odell I remember you saying I, I remember you saying that, and I don't think I disagreed with you at the time, but you guys had a good year last year. I think you build off that. You bring people back. Um, you got Landry's coming back, I'm guessing. Uh, what's going to happen with Beckham? Are you asking, or are you? I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. There's a, been a bunch of speculation that he yeah. will get traded because the contract just works out to where if you cut him, you you take some dead cap. But if you trade him, you don't you don't acquire any of that. Uh, yeah, dead I'm cap, looking so. at your. But I like I like the team. You guys have a good defense. You guys have. It, it's funny we were talking about having a. We do disagree on everything. Our defense okay. was awful last year. We had Miles Garrett and like. Stop it. That was it. Stop it. <laughs> la, 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 la. No. Um... <laughs> You, we were talking about Russian. You almost had two thousand yards back last year between, um, yeah, Chubb and oh, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. I know you Hunt. like him. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. I I bring Baker Mayfield back. I don't think taking this it this is, year. This was a hypothetical that oh, will yeah. probably never happen. Exactly. I, I like towards the end of the year. I was also rooting for Baker. I mean, I root yeah. for the Browns every game. I don't root against them ever, but. His yeah, contract there was a point where I was just like, this team's garbage. Let's it's... let's scrap it. But they they ended up turning it around and you know, they even had a chance in the uh when they lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. So they play, they played the Chiefs very well, I thought. And I thought that was a tough game for them. But um well, like I mean they they got lucky with uh um Mahomes getting injured and so they, they were able to make a comeback. I don't I don't think it's as close as a game if Mahomes didn't get hurt there. And that was the longest burning question intro we've had. Yeah, and I didn't even get an answer. Yeah, um, well, no, no, I, I would not. If I'm, if I'm Cleveland, no, I keep Baker for one more year. I don't know if he's on a four-year or uh, with a fifth-year option. But what well, if you did this? What if we look at it the way I'm kind of looking at it? Okay, you don't trade Baker. Baker signs a new contract, and then you don't get to re-sign Denzel Ward, your best cornerback, or you make the trade, and then you get a. Um, Let's say you get somebody who's a, a rookie quarterback. Trailing. You know, it's a mystery box. He could be anything. It could be a boat. You know how could much we boat. want one of those? It could be Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, Trailing. So let's call it Trailing. And Lance. then instead of losing 
Denzel Ward. You get to re-sign him and then get another piece equivalent to Denzel Ward to go along with your quarterback. Which which roster is more equipped to win a Super Bowl? I mean, it just depends. I, I mean, I, I'm, you all keep saying these rookie quarterbacks and this. When's the last time a rookie quarterback even like went to the AFC or NFC championship? It's not necessarily a rookie quarterback. It's more so in the, the whole contract. Year. Yeah, and the, the whole, contract. I mean, Mahomes won a years. Super Bowl with his rookie contract. Uh, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl with his rookie contract. He was also drafted in the third round. But the, the point is the contract is favorable I, 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 to build I, a roster around. I get the contract. I get that. But I said, you, you just can't keep taking shots. I, I say you got to keep Baker Mayfield because this, this was the rookie contract. You got to take one more year, give him what you got. You can't just keep resetting it every time. Because what if you don't win a Super Bowl in three years with Justin Fields? Is it the same thing over and over again? At least I would if not. If they're willing Baker, to I'm give just, you another Justin Fields for no. the same contract. If, yeah, I'm, the, if I'm the Browns, if I'm the Browns, no, I would not trade. I would ride Baker this year, give him another year. You might have to pay him. You're going to probably have to pay Chubb and everyone too. So, I mean, yeah, you, you just got to ride this out because I think you're going to have to be rebuilding in a lot of ways in another year or two regardless. So I, I agree with Bob and out. I disagree with you, Steve. Uh, but we, we understand my my. That's why Hoover and I have a podcast, Stephen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have started an hour earlier. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, man, we waited. the podcast should just be we top five. The top, good surprise on you. Yeah, this podcast should be just top five picks needing to be quarterbacks. Yes. Which, quarter, which quarterback goes in the top five? Might, to might have more. Uh, how do we get there? We named it that. Uh, okay. How do I um, steer this in the right direction? Turn, turn um, this into throwing across the middle. <laughs> it's a similar thing to obviously across the middle, but Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> are you happy he's your head coach? Yeah, I, I really like Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Talk, yeah. I mean, coach of, coach of the year. So Freddie Kitchens departs in 2019. He's now the offense's offensive assistant in the with the New York Giants they keep bringing all these old court head coaches and um, I think Kevin Stefanski is incredible I think he's one of the better young coaches in the league and as a Browns fan I'd be super jazzed to have him on my team for would the next you be decade jazzed? or so I would be jazzed <laughs> yeah no I I think Kevin Stefanski is awesome really like him um, and then let's talk about Odell and Richard Higgins because Odell was absent for a large part of the last year. Richard Higgins came on and looked damn good. So if you were the GM of the Browns, Bob, what would you do with Odell? I think his value is low right now. So I don't think, uh, like, say you wanted to trade him or you were entertaining the idea of trading him. I don't think you would actually get full value if you traded him now. So like a second. Yeah, I mean, we paid, what, two years ago, we paid a first to acquire him. Mm -hmm. You'd love to get a first back to give him up. Um, but, I, you know, I, well, he was on the field at the beginning half of last year. We were not very good. And a lot of people will say that's because him and Baker don't gel. The chemistry's not there. He forces to Odell. He doesn't spread it around. He gets locked on the first read or his primary, and then, ends up just throwing into double coverage and just makes dumb, dumb decisions when Odell's not there and he decides to not force it, then he just scrambles even though the pocket's still clean. I think a lot of that could have just been, again, COVID 
offseason, new system, completely different than what Freddie Kitchen was running. You know, he's he's running that West Coast, uh, similar to what they do out in the 49ers universe, uh, where it's a lot of rollout. So it's, it's very different scheme-wise than what he was running the year before. And I, and I don't know if they just – they hadn't gelled yet. I think if you start the year this year and it doesn't look good like the start of last year, then, then shop them. But it, it could be a lot better having a, your number one receiver, you know, is someone that needs to get doubled every time because he's that type of a wideout. Whereas, uh, you know, Rashard Higgins, though, they had good chemistry. He's not the guy that's putting any fear into the opposing defensive coordinator, or any of the corners that are guarding him. He's, he's a, he's an average receiver who runs good routes and just, has decent hands. He's, he's, he's just a guy though. You sound hopeful. Oh, do I? Yeah. You're like Odell. I mean, let's try him out. Let's get, I, him on I for five did weeks. not like the trade at first. And I, I did guess you talk yourself into it at any point. I, I think I'm an optimist, but, but then uh, sometimes I'm a realist. I don't know. I, I want to believe that, you know, one plus one equals two and you know, Odell, you're adding him. He's, he's better than who you're going to be replacing him. You know, uh, yeah. he's better than Higgins. I don't think I said that right. So I'll rephrase it. Odell is, you know, X amount better than Higgins. So it, the team should be better with Odell on the field. Yeah. And, and I believe the only thing different is chemistry because they were still figuring out what the offense actually was. And maybe Baker a little bit mentally just not trying to force it and just going through his progression. But I, I don't know. Maybe uh, Odell's just a cancer and uh, we need to just get him, cut him out of uh, the team. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of question marks with him. I, I like the idea of waiting five weeks, see what happens and trading him if you need to. We don't really see in season trades that much of a, a level like Odell, but I think it's I mean, other than right what Mohamed Sanu for a second rounder. Yeah, like I said, big names. Yep, yeah. huge names. <sighs> Steve, do you have any Odell thoughts? You remember in my last podcast when I said I love what the Giants are doing? <laughs> that was just a that was just a Giants move. Oh yeah, look at that one handed catch. We'll see that forever. Here's a lot. Here's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm shocked we, they didn't put up a statue of him making that catch. Yeah. Well, Philly took all the statues there, but uh, I don't. I Odell's Odell. Like I said, I don't think he's worth the money he is. That one catch is just rocketed his career. Yes, he's a thousand yard receiver every year when he's healthy and all that stuff. But I mean, you can find one for cheaper. Well, speaking of, um, he's not money. Worth, he's not worth what all comes with him. You know. I mean, he's making the most on the team. And uh, in terms of like actual value and signing a really good player, for me, you all won free agency with the best signing yet, Bob. Do you know who that is? I could take a guess. Take and a guess. It's not re-signing Rashad Higgins. <laughs> it's probably uh, the Rams free safety, John Johnson. Yeah. Amazing. Two-year, $24 million contract. And what a what an ad for you all. I mean, good value for one of the top safeties in the league. 
and you had Grant Delpit, who you drafted in the second round last year, to play alongside him. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this uh, signing for you all. I think it's the the steal of free agency. Yeah, I was really excited when they made that signing. I was like, oh wow, one of like the three people I wanted to get in the offseason we got. That never happens. Who are the so, other two? Um, I wanted to. I mean, I sent the text. Steve, get on the text. Obviously, anytime we sign an Ohio State guy, even if he sucks or we we, we overpay big time, I'm like, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. But uh, no, I think uh, Jadavion Clowney, I wanted to get him on a one-year deal just because I, I know we needed edge help. We ended up going with uh, Tack McKinney for one-year deal, which I think is not as good as Jadavion Clowney, but he's younger. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I wanted uh, Shaquille Griffin, the cornerback from Seattle, who is now at Jacksonville. Um, but I oh, also like that. I also didn't want him for the same price tag that Jacksonville paid for him. I wanted him for a little less, like maybe two mil less. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's probably one or two others, but yeah, John Johnson was one of the ones I was like, that would be great. Yeah. So. You could still get Clowney. He's still out there. I know he came in and uh, had a meeting with the team, but he left without a offer. So we'll see. I'm not high in Clowney personally. No, I know because we have previously not on the pod, but off the pod talked about some of the biggest busts in NFL history. And you put Jadavian Clowney on your list. And I I think that is kind of crazy. It's not. Yes, he, it's not. he was a number one overall pick, and I don't think he lived up to that hype, but he's still a good player. It wasn't like he went from the number one to a, you know, just gone, Jamarcus Russell, out of the league in four years. He's, he's still getting contracts and still not sacking people as well as people think he should. He's making more money than he deserves, which is, if I were a team, I would Aren't not want him on my Hoover? team. Aren't they all making a little more than they probably deserve? <laughs> him, him more so than others. And I think yeah. he's like this. Speaking of like Odell being fool's gold or having a good highlight and making his career, Clowney was similar in that huge hit in the bowl game. And people, teams just keep signing this guy. And uh, I'm not a huge fan. I wouldn't want him on my team. Not for more than five million dollars, at least. That's why, just just a one one year. That hit against Michigan, which you should love, Bob, obviously. But yeah, that I, that skyrocketed his draft stock, and I was always just kind of like, like when he got drafted, you know, first overall pick, show the highlight reel. It was like that on repeat. <laughs> like every. Well, they angle. didn't show anything else. Yeah, it was just yeah, that every, from different angles. Every angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And look at it from the old Goodyear blimp. You can see the helmet fall off from up here. And that's the all 22. Uh, it, it reminded me of like a, a movie hit, like one of those like silly high school football movies or the longest yard. And Javidion Clowney just knocks the listen, helmet off. And, listen, like, Clowney, this is your team. You're the captain here. You're the senior. It's fourth <laughs> and one. Get in there, son, and show us what you're made of. <laughs> he didn't play a senior year, did he? Didn't he sit out his junior year or something weird like that? Oh, well, there was no signs about this coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I right. think he did sit out, sit out his junior year. We got anything else for the Brownies? I don't know. You tell me. This is your team. I did a little monologue with mine, but 
I don't think. And what do you got? Um, Anything? I don't have a monologue prepared. I'd say no. uh, just keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. I love you. Hey, keep um, trying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, take, at least you're trying. Take off those brown paper bags. It's, it's nice out here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we had to take our lumps, draft the shitty players like Johnny Manziel, and then I'm done here. This is <laughs> <laughs> because Brandon Whedon was such a better choice the year before. No, yeah, yeah, the 28 year old rookie. Yeah, this guy, this guy's more my age. I'm relatable to him. Let's get him. <laughs> no, I we I've uh, I've got to see a lot of different football teams watching one team. <laughs> uh, a lot of different guys under center. A lot of a lot of turnover at a lot of different positions. Quite the laundry um, list of quarterbacks. Brady yeah. Quinn, Colt McCoy. Uh, this, these are... Last year was a failure because unless you win the Super Bowl, it's, it's a failure. It was a yes. huge step in the right direction. And uh, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I'd say as, as much as I like Kevin Stavansky, I like our GM, Andrew Barry, who is uh, takes the analytic approach, which is... Is that a Barry with a Y or an IE? It is with a Y, so we, we are of no relations. Ah. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, no, he takes the uh, analytic approach, which is what I believe is the smarter approach, which is why Steve and I don't get along so so much. You suck. I, I, I like their team also. I, yeah. I like what they're doing. Things are things are trending in the right direction. Get along with Optimistic the right. Optimistic, not the, the right way to phrase it. We, we disagree on our football uh, point of views. Well, the Browns and Cowboys are winning so many Super Bowls, it's easy to disagree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Bengals. Ooh. The Natty. The Take Bengals. it away, Hoof. In uh, 2019, they finished 21st on offense and 29th on defense. In 2020, they finished 29th on defense and 29th on offense. And... Two seasons under four wins. In 2019, they were two and 14, and then in 2020, they were four and 11. And their their draft in 2019 was one of the worst drafts in a while. And their draft in 2020 was one of the better drafts in a while. Uh, they drafted Joe Burrow in the first round, T. Higgins, who I'm obsessed with, Logan Wilson, potential starter. And uh, anytime you get three starters out of a draft, you're doing things right. So my burning question is, is it a make or break year for their head coach, Zach Taylor? Steve, you first. It's going to be a make or it's going to be break, I think. I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals getting that much better. It's a tough division. Um, I see a cap of maybe six wins. Burrow coming off an injury. Like I said, most quarterbacks digress in their sophomore year. Um, They got Joe Mixon. They got – I think they have too much money in running backs on this team, but I think it's a break year. I don't really – nothing on the defense makes me go, ooh, you know. I will say I, the game they played against Pittsburgh last year, it was it was fun to watch. They beat the crap out of Pittsburgh, and they are not a very good roster, and I think that was the more downhill spiral for Pittsburgh was getting the crappy down by Cincy. If they can kind of carry that momentum into the offseason, be like, hey, if we're physical, if we play tough, they can win some games. But no, this is a break year. I think it's a break year. I think they're drafted in the top five again next year. Bob, make or break. Yes, it's a make or break year. <laughs> Thank you for both <laughs> answering the question. 
um, <laughs> I heard that. I was like, that makes for a really good burning question. Um, I, I actually think they should have been looking for a new quarterback this year. Um, so head coach me. Yep. That's what I meant. Thank you. A new head coach this year. I don't think, I don't think Zach Taylor has shown enough to where you want to waste another year of Joe Burrow's development with him. I think I just don't, I don't see it getting that much better this next year to where you go. Oh yeah. 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 I'm glad we stuck around yeah. for one more ride. I, I don't know. That's, That's three breaks me. for Zach Taylor. Cause I am too thinking it's going to be a break here. I'm not too optimistic about the Bengals this year. I think uh, like you, Steve, they're going to finish under eight wins and a, a difficult division and Bob to your point they're not going to want to keep wasting these prime years for Burrow one of the things I want to talk about with this team because I do think they're trending in the right direction is one of the unique situations they've done in free agency this year and they've signed three players for multi-year contracts but they've given them the ability to opt out after this year so an example would be Trey Hendrickson. They signed for four years, 60 million, but only this year's guaranteed. So if they don't like the contract, they can opt out of after this year. Mike Hilton, four year for 24 million. Again, they can opt out after this upcoming season. Awuzie, three years, $21 million. They can also opt out. This is an interesting idea to sign some guys for multi-year contracts, but only doing the first guaranteed. Uh, I, I think it's it's cool, and I, I like what they're doing. Bob, what do you think of this move to sign these multi-year contracts and only do one-year guaranteed? I love it if you're the Bengals because yeah. that's an organization that does teams don't or players don't necessarily you know go oh man I'm gonna make my money in Cincy like yeah. the, you're not drawing a lot of prime free agent talent there so. Mm-hmm getting creative with this this feels like an nba contract and i think i think they were able to sign some players they wouldn't usually because they were creative this way i I, you don't see this very often so i think it's awesome yeah i love it and i mean they have burrow who's on a rookie deal so it makes sense to spend in free agency uh for multi-years but then the ability to say hey we're gonna only make one year guaranteed. It's really interesting. Steve, what are your thoughts? I think it's more so like you, what you were saying, make or break year. If let's just say they're terrible this year, they win two games and they fire the coach. I think it's appealing for uh, another head coach to come in and they could be like, Hey, you know, if you don't like some of these guys, get rid of them. Like we got a lot of people that need to be resigned. A lot of people that they're on the team now, but we can get rid of. So you can bring in your own people and you're getting a fresh start with a young quarterback and a lot of cap space at that point. So I think it's more so for that. Did I, am, I, am I looking at this wrong? The team has the ability to opt out? Yeah. Or Oh, I, I thought you were saying the players have the ability to opt out. No, the team. Like, oh, man. Okay. Sorry. I missed you, that. Does this yeah, change, yeah. change your thanks, opinion? Thanks for re-asking before you just partly tore into me there. You've done that a few times today. <laughs> Steve, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, there you go. Breaking. <laughs> no, I I was I was under the impression can opt out after this year. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool for a player. Everyone wants one year's one year deals. 
give them the option to stay if they want to. No, so yeah. I, no, I'm out of here. You guys suck. Well, then my take doesn't make any sense. Well, it's good for this, the team. Yeah, it's good, for the, team, good this, for the team. But this type of contract wouldn't attract free agents. This is like the opposite of attracting. You're like, yeah, we'll take you, but we don't know. We're not sure we really want you for four years. So we're going to put this little tiny clause in here. Yeah, maybe it's the the appeal of $60 million for four years is what a player is like. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of money. I just have to do what I did last year to get that right. And um, I don't like that signing of Trey Hendrickson, uh, mostly because he, he went to Apopka High School, but I also don't think he's very good. Yeah, and fuck that kid. They signed him for $20 million. <laughs> you got against Apopka High School. <laughs> They they beat us, didn't they? In the uh, yeah, they in the semifinals us. of uh, the state championship. They did. Okay. Uh, I remember going to that, cruising up the highway with uh, I believe Jimmy and Mark, showing up after the first quarter, and we were down like twenty-one to zero, and I was like, "It's uh, over." Uh, it was but a disaster. <laughs> disaster, complete disaster. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about the Bengals? I don't have much to cover. Other than this team's on the rise, give it time. Um, they're getting a little bit of turnover in the wide receiver room. Good AJ turnover. Green's gone, and so is John Ross. John Two Ross. former first round draft picks by them. Uh, both AJ with different was, career arcs. Yeah, it was awesome for them. Yeah, I mean, they got. I was gonna say they got their money out of AJ Green. John Ross was like a, a Madden pick when you just go over and sort players by the forty time and go. Oh, I'm still, yeah. I'm still trading for him. <laughs> in madden he's a lot of fun yeah yeah in madden you're just like give me that guy go route in the nfl yeah. not so much uh but uh, they have they have good receivers this year uh t higgins is my uh third favorite rookie re- receiver uh behind justin jefferson and cd lamb and they have tyler boyd who is a consistent receiver pff grade him 75 and uh that feels about right because he feels like a a good wide receiver number two. So I, I like the new receiver receiving class. People are saying they should take Jamar Chase in the first round. I personally don't love it. I think they should take Penny Sewell, uh, a tackle. I think they need to address the tackle. And if they don't get uh, Sewell, they should trade back and help, uh, help Bur- Burrow and get some linemen. I think they need to address running back. Um, I think Giovanni Bernard needs to go. I think they're just so loyal to him. I don't. You think just said they that they spend they're spending too much money on running backs. No, I think I'd say he needs to go. He, trade him. Get him out of there. Who wants to trade for a running back? Well, okay. I mean, he he he'd actually Giovanni Bernard. I think would be like a player for like the Patriots or something. Uh, like Giovanni, that or, you could actually cut or trade, and you could you go, save four million. Yeah. yeah, they should cut him. They should. He, he, he it's, I mean, it's just like at that point where he has maybe the best mustache in football right now, though. Do, do you does. put any value in that? I know, I know some Jacksonville people will probably hate, hate me saying that, <laughs> but his Giovanni Bernard's stash is his stash game's pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, and Joe Mixon's coming up on the end of his career, or not his career, his contract there. Um, or he's. Yeah, so you have no take on Giovanni Bernard's mustache? Is that what? No, I don't. Okay. I think he doesn't want to go on record for saying he likes it. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. A, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, the best? Are we giving him the best in football? Yes. I'm saying 
He's one of the best, and I think he's the best. NFL mustache. Let's see if I can find someone else here. All right. So uh, you think the running back needs to no? Don't get let me. Rodgers looks better. Rodgers, when he has his mustache, looks better. I, I think that. Are you looking at Giovanni Bernard's mustache? I did. It, I'm not that impressed. Oh. Rodgers also needs to shave Classless. more and just have the mustache because Gio does a really good job of just having the mustache and it stands out. Would you rather the mustache or like a Ryan Fitzpatrick beard? Personally, I, I, I'm a beard guy. Me too. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that um, since he could still draft a wide out. I don't, I don't think their wide receiver room is so impressive to where they shouldn't think about drafting one in the first or second round. Really? Well, so you would rather have uh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd over a tackle or even Tyler Boyd, T Higgins and Pitts. You get Kyle Pitts in there. No, if you have a chance to draft Penny Sewell, I think you should draft him, but I'm not certain he'll be there at five. Okay, uh, they have, yeah, they have the fifth pick right behind Atlanta. We know San Francisco's taking a quarterback. We know the Jets are Jacksonville. So Do we it's know either... the Jets are? I, I still think – are they blowing smoke saying Sam Darnold's still our guy? Yeah, 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 they have to. They're trying to sell That's, him. That smoke? Their oh, chimney yeah. over there just smoking yeah. it up? SOS? As, SOS. Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> – so three quarterbacks are going. Uh, I think Atlanta could Coon potentially guy. trade the their pick. They could move yeah. back. Um, and I think they should. Me too. Which means Cincinnati would be able to get Penny O'Sewell. Otherwise, I think uh, the Falcons take him there. And then the Bengals will be in a spot where they're like Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, or trade back. So let's say hypothetically the first three picks are all quarterbacks. Atlanta doesn't want to draft someone and they want to trade back. Who jumps in front of the Bengals to take Penny Sewell? Uh, I think Carolina's a candidate. Oh, wait, who jumps Maybe. in front? Yeah, take, yeah. Who would take, who would jump in front of the Bengals? Like, who would need to jump in front of the Bengals? Maybe a quarterback. Pen, maybe not to draft only uh, the Chargers. Chargers? To draft, yeah. the ta- to draft the tackle? To yeah. draft anyone, I guess. But the, I, I, would, I wouldn't be mad if Dallas did that if they moved up to get uh, the tackle. All uh, right. I like it. I like it. Interesting. Because we're already – with signing Doug, we'll be in cap problems anyway, you know. Would, would Miami in. continue to be movers and then jump from six back up to four? And then trade it again? <laughs> no, they wouldn't do it. What about uh, Detroit at seven? Um, I, no, I, think, a- I think you – if you're drafting a tackle that high, uh, you should have a good quarterback first, and Detroit does not. Detroit either should trade up to four and draft Trey Lance, or they should uh, just wait until next season and, and go from there. But I think that there are a lot of teams to trade up to four in front of Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's in one of the spots where there's a lot of things that could go their way. And it sounds like we're talking about uh, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, or a tackle. And the truth is, I mean, they could use all of them, but I, I think I like, Personally, uh, getting Sewell, if they're able to one, and then Kyle Pitts as their second priority, and then Jamar Chase. All right, let, I'm going to throw up another hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Um, again, quarterbacks go one, two, and three. Okay. All the draft picks go into the 
people who are currently holding those draft picks. And then Atlanta does take Penisul. Would you rather Cincinnati now with Penisul off the board? Would you rather them trade back or draft at that position? And if so, who would you want them to draft? Since you I think would, the wide receiver room is pretty complete. I'd only want to draft Kyle Pitts or trade back. I don't think they should draft Jamar Chase. Steve, you got an opinion on that? Um, I don't. I don't mind them taking the wide receiver, but Kyle Pitts wouldn't be a bad option for Joe Burrow. And like I said, he's an athletic guy, and I'm not. A, I've said this before. I don't like taking tight ends that early, but I think he's so versatile. What you can use with him, it wouldn't be a bad pick. He's he might actually be the best. Like if you combine I'm, tight ends and wide receivers, Kyle Pitts might be one of might actually be the best receiver. You know, I'm catch, going on the record. The, the pod record and saying that Kyle Pitts in three years is going to be the number one tight end in the league. Okay. All right. Jot that down. <laughs> uh, t- text me it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's not, I mean, that's not super crazy just because I do think he'll be good. And the current hierarchy the top two in three years will be on the decline in terms of their age yeah travis kelsey is what he's like already he's, he's 30. 30 yeah he's 30 so 33 that's yeah he's he's slowing down pretty good yeah and then uh uh kittle he's kittle. a little younger though right he'd be the one like, that yeah he's taking the, the crown from i think he's gonna be in his 30s in three years yeah but he's younger though right i'm not Look it up. I got um, it. Yeah, I, I think I'd, if Penny Sewell's not there, I'd, I'd like them to trade down. That would be my move. So it's either Sewell or trade down for you. Correct. Yeah, in three years, uh, he's going to be 30. So he's 27 now. Yeah, he's, he's still going to be good. So I, I would say that uh, Kittle will still be the best tight end in the league. Okay. In three years. Pod record. There it is. Um, Interesting for the Bengals. I, I like I like their future. I think Joe Burrow's awesome, and uh, I like their receiving core personally. But they have a ton of holes on defense. Uh, they finished 29th on defense the last two years. And uh, to your point, Bob, trading back, you trade back so that you can get more weapons on defense. Hopefully, if you don't, can't address the tackle position. Um, any other last minute thoughts on the Bengals? Um. Yeah, I think they have a lot of holes on defense. They are I mean they're they're bad on offense and defense last year. Yeah. I they're I guess they're, they're a few years out, I think, with anything. Yeah. I mean can't wait to see who their next head coach is. Yeah. Poor Zach Taylor <laughs> inherited this horrible roster and they haven't gotten better through the draft. I I mentioned Bob in twenty nineteen their first their their whole draft was basically a waste. Didn't get it one starter. Oh, yeah. I was here the whole time. Don't worry. I definitely <laughs> didn't get up and walk away. <laughs> All right. Let's conclude. Um, oh, actually, Hoof, real quick. Okay. Um, you might be able to look at this while I uh, stall. What's right, well, the over-under oh, for oh. Zach Taylor getting fired? What, what, what do you mean? Like, like uh, wins, is, there a, is there a betting? No, no, no. What's like the betting odds what's the odds for zach taylor getting fired during the season or at the oh. conclusion of the season oh i would put it at like first of all brutal um no can you actually look it up is there oh, a, can is i there, look it up yeah 
I don't know if we have a head coach fired odds out yet. God, um, that it's be... March. I, but I, I'd can put you it imagine like being the guy that is constantly rooting for people to get fired? Like, whew. horrible. It's a weird space to be in in your life where you're just. I think you just kind of put like a hundred down and you go, if it happens, it happens. But my hands are clean to this. Yeah. Um, I, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. There's a guy about to putt on the 18th green. Does he make it or miss it? <laughs> I, minus, I got, two, minus 250 says he, he makes it. Makes I it. I, 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 well, missed it. Lipped out. Oh. I, I got to tell you. Do we have time for a quick story? Because I've been no. watching this. Oh. No. <laughs> This is, this is, this is man, Stephen, how are you able to stay so laser focused while watching golf? It is amazing. <laughs> These guys in my backyard are having the, like a rough round, and I'm watching it live. One thing fun, but let's. So, uh, what, hey, what when when about? is the next time you're busy, Steve? We're thinking about doing a pod. <laughs> let's conclude AFC North. Uh, Steve, who do you think wins the division? I think it's gonna be. Cleveland. What? I do. Oh I my think, god. Well, he's crazy. Why? I think Baltimore takes a step back. I think Pittsburgh. I just think Cleveland's got the pieces to do it this year. They have it to do it this year. I think mm. Pittsburgh fell apart heavy last year. Baltimore with Lamar Jackson getting hurt and people him being exposed. I think Cleveland can come out next year, run the ball. Everyone's going to be playing for contracts, money, and I think they could win the division, winning 11 games, 11 and 5. Oh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore right behind them. Interesting. Let me go next because everybody wants to hear from you, Bob. This is your division. Sure. I wasn't ready for that take, but I don't hate it. I kind of want to say it too now that you you might have convinced me, but I'm going to play safe and uh, go Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins it, winning 12 games and uh, – Cleveland, they feel like a 9-10 win team, uh, but they're headed in the right direction. Uh, Bob, what about you? Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to win the division. Wow. Look at this. Yeah. It all comes full circle. We're back on so the same page. Steven and I are finally rooting <laughs> in the same you – know, we're in the same corner here, pal. Maybe you yeah, guys I, just I, toast I, your own pod, huh? Yeah. I, I don't actually – Keep looking out Cleveland the window, Steve. was great. <laughs> last year and they went 11 and five and i think baltimore so far in the offseason's got worse and pittsburgh's gotten a lot worse um cincinnati might have stayed about even maybe got a little better here and there joe burrow coming back that cincy and cleveland got better i don't know if the other two did i think they got worse and so i'll say 12 wins I said 11, and I think Pittsburgh comes in behind them at 10 and Baltimore at 10, and then they're in a weird situation where it's like, oh, eh, maybe Baltimore's at nine, but it's a weird situation where it's like, oh, those two are both fighting for a wild card with maybe Tennessee or Indy over on the AFC South. But Okay, yeah. really quick. So speaking of division, uh, FanDuel, because I had the sports book pulled up, has the Ravens as the favorite at plus 110, and then the Browns at plus 180, the Steelers at plus 320. Interesting. You both should uh, jump on FanDuel and place a bet for the Browns. You'd be getting you good trying to give there. me a bad habit, Hoop? <laughs> As you're drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is an NA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it for us, huh? Anything else? Um, thanks for having me short notice. Best division in the AFC, AFC North. 
No, I don't. I don't think so. And I, I was gonna actually, I was gonna hit on that. They were last year. The AFC North last year played the NFC East, and you saw how terrible they were. That's almost four wins. So next year it's gonna be different. I think they're the best division. We'll see. I think the AFC East could uh, make some noise. I think the, pay- the I, West, you don't- I actually think the West might might surprise some people next year. The AFC West. Hey, no one likes the South. Sorry, Jacksonville, well, Houston. Jimmy had the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the Super Bowl, and the Colts looked better oh. than they did last year. So, <laughs> did he? Jimmy said that. <laughs> He's a rascal. I I gotta tell you, I know you can't hear my surprised face right now, but it is a surprised <laughs> face. I can't believe it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna close this out. It was uh, great having you, Steve. Thanks for coming last minute, and Bob, always a pleasure. How about that intro music? How about that intro music? Should we start doing uh, crystal clear? <laughs> Should we start doing uh, walkout music? We do do rock walkout music. What? If you listen to the end, I don't listen to the pod. <laughs> I, I I listen to two seconds just so I get our listens up because you know the algorithms care about that. <laughs> no, I, right. I think I've listened to about ten minutes total. I hate the sound of my voice. Well, that, make, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you All are right, bye, guys. At least you. See you.